to Tutor Zone's podcast, where a little time makes a big difference. Super excited to have been connected to Portugal Sing Group by my darling wife, who has been in the asset management world for many years. And she has now connected with a great couple who is here today to help us continue to embrace this idea about education. Tutor Zone has been around for 14 years now, but we believe we're an education company. And what does that mean? That means that Whatever we touch, whatever we converse, whatever we dialogue, we are just all about expanding education. So today we thought let's invite some real estate gurus to tell us what in the world is happening right now, because I cannot even start to understand this crazy market. So let me start by letting them introduce themselves. Um, again, my darling wife has connected herself to this great group. Um, Portugal Sing is their title but I want to give each individual a chance to uh, introduce themselves. Sylvia, why don't you start? Thank you so much for having us. My name is Sylvia. I'm born and raised in Whittier, third generation realtor and also investor. I'm Ami Singh of Portugal Singer. Um, also background in real estate from the investment and construction side. And we are here to happy educate everybody and serve them as their real estate agents and brokers. Great. I appreciate that very much. So let's get right to it. Um, I'm a normal common citizen, right? I'm in the education. I love to teach business, but trying to kind of understand this pandemic, it made me really think, wow, if there's an economic hardship that many people are feeling, that probably means that those who are still doing well, uh, those who maybe haven't been as affected economically, this is probably a great time for them to roll up their sleeves and say like, let's start and build our home, right? Let's build our family and maybe let's enter the, the market and let's see if we can get our hands on a great property. But then you start kind of hearing about all the things that are happening and there's not enough uh, supply. The demand is too high. Prices are going up. And, and I'm thinking like, wait, wait a second. The, the housing market is not connected to this pandemic. So I thought this was a great moment for us to all sit back and learn and understand and kind of just get the pulse for what in the world is happening right now. So reminder, we are common citizens here. So if you could talk to us a little basic before we get too deep into it, what is going on in this moment with the housing market? Yeah, well, what they always like to give people is peace of mind. So when people hear all the negative news, when they read the negative news, we just get bombarded with it. And when they see challenges, we help our clients see opportunities. That's really the name of the game because throughout life, there are always opportunities. So that's one thing we're gonna touch on today is how this is actually is one of the best opportunities in history, literally since we started tracking this from the 1950s to purchase a home. And so we'll dive into those details uh, as we converse. The big thing that's, um, that doesn't really make sense, right? To people who aren't in the industry, it's like everybody's having these, these hardships, like what you mentioned in this pandemic, global pandemic. Why is the real estate market booming? Why is there so much activity? And the reason, one of the reasons behind that is the low interest rates, right? That's historically low. So buyers that are really looking that have gotten pre-approved can afford more house. They can afford um, more than they would in a more, uh, neutral market where the interest rates are higher. So your payment is lower 
meaning that you can afford a larger home or a home in a different area, let's say. And one critical thing to also remember is this is not a financially driven crisis like we saw in 08, like we saw in 97. This is a natural event. And so when you look at all economic indicators pre and post these kind of events, we recover faster and it doesn't impact the housing market to the extent of financially driven catastrophe would. So that can also give some peace of mind there why we're seeing these robust uh, real estate markets, especially here in Southern California. I think it took us some time to understand that, yes, the financial burden is, is obviously felt all across, right? And again, I'm a little biased to this. I'm a small business owner. So we felt it and we felt it hard right away. And it took us some time to kind of bounce back. Obviously, very different than the financial market, right? Where people were losing their homes immediately and so on. And I think one big point that I've learned is that finally the banks learned too. like they actually learned to have a little empathy in this moment. Right. And banks, instead of saying like they did in 08, you know, you're, you're late, like we're going to foreclose you. I think they realized and they said, well, you're late, but maybe we can give you a little grace. And so maybe is it the case that people aren't going foreclosure as quickly that banks are helping out? Do you guys kind of have any take on that part? Yes, absolutely. So you're spot on. I mean, we literally have even had homes that in our neighborhood that where someone gets what's called the notice of default. So you've missed your payments, the banks give you a few warnings, but rather than saying, sorry, time to go to the auction block, banks don't want to be real estate investors owners. That's not their primary business. They want to give loans. They want to make money from the interest on the loans. They don't want to get involved in buying, selling, managing real estate. So you are seeing that today where you're not going to see this wave. A lot of buyers will just wait till all the foreclosures hit the market. Not going to happen. Now they're going to work out deals with you. Let's work out a payment plan and really make this work because we want to keep your home. Because frankly, if I'm a lender, I want to keep your home. You make some kind of payments because I'm making some interest payments. In 2008, these guys literally, when they're the, trading the mortgages, sometimes they didn't even know the details of the loans. They literally were looking at just saying, we got to close 100 loans today. Today, they're scrutinizing your finances and down to nitty gritty details of like, oh, where did that $5,000 come from? Oh, two weeks ago, we saw you spent 1,000, but it's good. While it seems like, oh my God, why are these guys asking me for new documentation every five minutes? It's because they want to make sure you're getting a home that you can afford and they want to make sure they're issuing a loan that's going to not uh, fall apart. Maybe that's where some of us you know, who think we're smarter than others and we're trying to forecast what was going to happen in the beginning, I was thinking, wow, you know, this is going to be hard. Like, how are we going to make our mortgage payments and so on? And because of our capitalistic society, where usually, like we saw in 08, the bank doesn't really have that grace. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be losing their homes and there's going to be a lot of others who are ready to go. But again, I am so happy to feel that there's a little bit grace coming from corporate America and saying like, let's give people a little bit of chance to kind of feel things. So I'm guessing immediately what that impacted was the demand, that demand, I'm sorry, the supply wasn't there that maybe many expected, mm -hmm. uh, but because of the low interest rates, the demand is there, right? So like supply and demand are not meeting each other. Is that kind of what's happening too? That's right. The, su the supply is, is short. So that means that there's fewer homes available which makes it more competitive for buyers right now. We're seeing a lot of multiple offers, a lot of um, bidding wars where people price a little lower and they get that competitive spirit going and they, they start uh, outbidding each other on price. And the reason we're seeing that is they don't have a lot of options. The supply is low. 
So as we get closer to spring, um, to summer, and in this case, what's really driving it is the rollout of vaccines. As that rollout of vaccines continues to happen, we're gonna see more sellers coming on the market and um, it'll turn into more of a buyer's market is what they're projecting. And you hear it a lot right now that our economy depends on the vaccine, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, it gives trust to and confidence to the uh, to customers and so on. And I understand that obviously as a business owner, I know that more people are gonna be willing to come into my business if we all kind of feel more safe. Mm -hmm. But how does the vaccine give a seller more confidence to sell? Like how, how are you making that connection if you don't mind me asking a little bit more in depth? Yeah, and there's there's a few factors. One of them is quite frankly fear, you know, the uncertainty. What what if somebody comes in with COVID? What if my family is exposed? Um, what if the vaccine doesn't roll out and I can never go back to work? And what if, you know, a lot of people are still um, furloughed? So there's a lot of things that come into account and a lot of it is that fear of what if. The vaccine is going to eliminate a lot of that as we return to some sort of normalcy, going back to work, um, resuming our, our normal lives. But, but that is a big part of it, is sellers feeling like um, that uncertainty of, you know, we're just gonna stay put here because I don't know what's gonna happen to my job. I don't know what's gonna happen with people in my home. Are my kids gonna go back to school? Where are they gonna go back to school? So that's a big part of it. Yeah. Now, these are all everyday common concerns we do hear from clients, but a big part of it is just peace of mind knowing options because we actually had one of our most successful years throughout 2020 because it was helping people navigate how do you safely move, how do you safely have people come and see your home. We utilize a lot of technology such as virtual showings before they're even considered to be able to walk in the home. There are several protocols that have been developed in place with the CDC, with the California Association of Realtors, to where whether we're going to go look at houses or have people come to your house, we're going to do it in a safe manner. So, you know, that's where the proof is in the pudding. When you actually see people are buying and selling their houses and you see that demand there, you can rest assured that it is possible to do it safely. And I think another just want to touch on another demand point is we got to look at when you're about all this economic hardship and da da da. When you actually kind of bifurcate that and say, let's really look at the economic picture of the buyers, right? These are people who have now been saving. They're in a position to buy. So they're gonna have slightly different, uh, slightly different economic indicators than the general mass population. And while it is unfortunate, a lot of people and industries were hit hard by COVID, for the purpose of this conversation, we wanna say, what is the economic factors of the potential buyers of our home? So here's some neat art. This is from an article from the Wall Street Journal just yesterday. Really fascinating point. When you look at the average savings rate relative to disposable income of any one of us here, right? In 2019, it was only 7.5%. In 2020, it was 13.9%. So almost double. And we're seeing that continue to increase. And it makes sense because in 2020, we weren't going to Disneyland every weekend, dropping $1,000. <laughs> we weren't taking the big summer vacation, the big winter vacation. We weren't going out to dinner three times a week and going to movies, whatever it might be. So as Americans, we amassed this huge amount of income in our bank accounts. And I say huge when you look at a percentage of the US, that's almost double. Everyone's got different amounts. And so that's also driven the demand. And then you can further separate that into two groups saying, okay, first time buyers who needed that zero to 3% down, maybe 
pre-2019, you're just shy of even getting that 2% at purchase price. And you're like, I'm just making ends meet. Might be putting it back 100 bucks a month. That's it. Now they're like, wow, I've got that 3%. I can do this. It's not so scary. Now we just need to know how do we do it safely? And that's what we help clients see is how now you got the money. Let's figure out how to do it safely and find that house. Others of us, we really want to hit that 20% mark. So we didn't have any... Uh, you know, mortgage insurance, PITI, and we can talk more about that in detail, but that's the main benchmark for a lot of people is that 20% down. Now they have it. And now maybe they've got 30% down. Now you've got a bonus that you got and that's a lot of extra cash. So that's, I think, also driving demand. Um, we see different formations of households. As we know, there's been a huge wave of babies through uh, COVID. So families are planning, hey, we've been in this condo. Maybe we need to look at a townhome or a house. Or maybe, hey, we've been renting. We're tired of paying someone else's mortgage. Let's put that money towards the down payment. And so we can talk more on these points, but I think those are things that are fueling demand where COVID doesn't have to stop you from achieving homeownership and you don't want to miss out on it before interest rates do climb. Let me tell you guys how I'm digesting the conversation. So it kind of lets you know, okay, like I think our points are, are being understood. The vaccine is going to bring confidence to the process, right? Like the typical process is, you list your house. I mean, I don't know exactly the, the intricacies of the process, but I'm thinking from a seller's perspective, I'm going to have to do open houses. People are going to come into my house. And suddenly with COVID, I'm like, yo, yo, yo. It used to be where you had to just put little, uh, you know, booties around your shoes. Now you better put on this whole booty around yourself or just stay out, right? So like, I don't want anyone in here. So I'm guessing that that's what I understand from Sylvia's point, that the vaccine will kind of let me settle again and just kind of say like, okay, I, I am kind of going to be okay now opening up my house again to allow the public to see it. Um, and so that that's going to drive a little bit more supply, which then kind of balances things out a little bit for the demand and supply kind of idea. Um, and then to, uh, to Ami, your point, the savings, right? Like I, I can see anyone in this moment who is going through hardship saying like, yo, have you seen my savings account? I'm not saving, but the, the actual demand is coming from those couples or those families or individuals who are not being affected right now because they're able to work remotely because their business is still going. Right. And so this is a good time to kind of put the, put the foot to the pedal and go. That's, um, right. that's how I'm digesting it. Do you guys want to clarify anything or do we feel like. Yeah, no, that was, that was totally right on. The other thing I wanted to point out with the seller's um, confidence is also People are wondering, am I going to go back to work? Am I going to be commuting to downtown still? Am I going to be going to, you know, um, you know, should I move to further out east? Am I going to have to go back and forth to West LA? So a lot of those questions are going to be answered and then people are going to feel more confident in, okay, we can move out a little further east, let's say, as an example, and get more home because we're going to be working from home indefinitely. So there's just a lot of unanswered questions until this vaccine fully rolls out that things aren't, you know, they're waiting for things to shake out with their jobs, quite frankly, from what we're hearing from friends, family, and our clients. And then also as far as uh, on the buy side, certainly it's, it's the interest rates that people can afford more house. And sometimes what has been pushing a lot of our clients to move is their sanity. You know, their kids are at home. They're both working from home. They have like a two or three bedroom and they're like, we will not <laughs> mentally make it unless we get more space. Yeah. So um, there's all kinds of reasons. And the reason why the interest rates are low is we're trying, the economists are trying to bring the, the market back to life to keep the economy going during this 
um, pandemic, but yeah. And, and it seems like they were they were able to get the kind of at least the housing market economy to be back to life, right? Like, would you guys agree yes. they actually ignited it a little bit too much or? Right. Well, and one of the points I want to point out, blind spot that a lot of people aren't going to foresee coming is while the vaccine will start rolling out hitting people in a good way, do you want to buy when there's only a handful of buyers that can buy? Or do you want to buy when it was back like in 2019, we're on a, here's an example. We sold a home in North Hollywood, starter level home, right? Three bedroom, two bath. In one afternoon, there are 17 people lined up. Do you want to buy in that environment or in Pasadena where there's 32, 35 offers? Or do you want to buy an environment now where there's not as many people? So that's an unintended consequence. Yeah, it's great. More people buying, great for everything. But we're, how competitive? Where do you want to be fighting against, right? So that's just something to be aware of. And I think another expectation is just because people are getting vaccines, it doesn't mean they're going to be, it's not like a polio vaccine. Where, oh, I got the polio vaccine, I can never get polio. There's still risk and data to be known about, you know, the coronavirus vaccine. So yeah, we'll that's, still... That's a, that's a Fauci. You should yeah. have Fauci on your show about that. We yeah. don't know anything about All I'm that. saying about it is that we can go on later to the details of, like, the actual showing the process of, like, hosting a virtual open house. And then while we're hosting that virtual open house, getting calls saying, we want to come and schedule an appointment. And next thing you know, in two days, we've got four offers and we're above asking. Real life scenario, right? So I think we'll still see the ways that we'll be able to do this safely where you don't have to let the vaccine be an indicator of when you will buy or sell, right? We can safely navigate around that. Definitely loving this conversation. Like DJ Khaled says, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. We're here at TZ. All we do is educate, educate, no matter what. And today we just happen to be educating the public about this chaos in the real estate market, about first-time buyers. And next week, please join us again. We are going to be really diving deeper into investments in the real estate market and just much more basic knowledge that can really empower us to move and to create uh, a home for us, but also a home for future generations. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you guys next week on the second episode of Tudor Zone Merges with the Portugal Sing Group.